the other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everybody. It's Friday, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Frank. I am Frank Morano. You're listening to The Other Side of Midnight. It is my favorite day, last day of the work week, but it's also the opportunity that you have to ask questions on absolutely any subject. We're going to do Ask Frank Anything this hour. Whatever you have questions about, start dialing 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. We have our old phone line restored. So that means we have eight beautiful open lines ready for the asking, and we will give away a prize for whomever comes up with the best and the most interesting, the most creative question. Things are going really well here at the radio station. We are killing it ratings-wise. We got a lot of great publicity with respect to the William Shatner interview this week, and everything's going in the right direction. However... Internally, a lot of the bosses really pay very close attention to the streaming numbers, the number of people listening live on the Internet. And that's where I'm hoping to get a little help from you. Even if you find yourself not usually awake at this time, I want you, if you have a smart speaker, to set it to listen to me. Now, you can keep the volume low. You could say Alexa, volume two, Alexa, volume three, something that won't wake you up. But if you say to your smart speaker, Alexa, Wake me up at 1 a.m. to 77 WABC. Then it will start streaming on your Alexa speaker beginning at 1 a.m. And then when you get up, you could turn it off if you want, although you wouldn't want to because we have a lot of great programming even after this show is over. But it helps us out. It ups our streaming numbers a little bit, even if you end up listening via podcast or on the radio. So I try and do a lot for you. This is the least I think you can do for me is just say, Alexa, wake me up at 1 a.m. to 77 WABC. Ask Frank anything in just a moment. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Many of you may have heard Alex Barnard bring you the story about 24 hours ago of a former NYPD officer who was stabbed to death on Staten Island, and they hadn't released the person's name at the time or the circumstances of what happened. Now we know the person's name. His name is Nicholas Nelson, only 37 years old, with multiple children. This is someone who was stabbed to death by a mentally disturbed man following a a dispute that the two of them had, essentially right in front of his kids. The fight started when uh, the person that uh, that killed him, Eric Wilson, a troubled person with seven prior arrests, got into a beef with Nicholas Nelson and the argument escalating with the ex-cop's murder. The fight started when Wilson tried to open Nelson's car door while his son was inside. Nelson then took his children back to their mom and Wilson followed and remained outside yelling for the ex-cop to come outside, according to the police. He did, and he was promptly stabbed in the neck and killed. All indications are that uh, Nicholas Nelson had a very troubled career and history and life, quite frankly, with the NYPD. Multiple instances of uh, him engaging in violence towards women. Uh, He ultimately lost his job with the NYPD after an accident following him being a drunk driver. This is far from a model citizen or a model police officer, but I was very disturbed yesterday to read the headlines in places 
places like the New York Post and on Fox News and elsewhere, all saying disgraced ex-NYPD officer. This is a guy who was murdered. He is the victim here. His children are now going to grow up without a father. Clearly, it sounds like they've been through a great deal already and have had more than their fair share of struggles. Why should, when they Google their father in the future and they look at the articles about his murder, why should they have to relive his worst moments? Why do all these headlines have to mention disgraced former NYPD officer? The time to write about him being disgraced, to me, would have been... When he was drummed out of the department or when he was arrested or when he had other issues previously. Not when he's murdered. He's the victim here. The real story is there are violently mentally ill people walking around with weapons stabbing people to death. That's the story. That's what should be put in the headline. Not disgraced former NYPD officer. How is that relevant to this story at all? Very disappointing on the part of the press. And I would say that uh, irrespective of who the victim was here, because the victim has had some troubles, there's no reason to reiterate those struggles in the form of a headline about his murder. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I have to tell you, I am so over hearing and discussing George Santos, but there's news about George Santos just about every day. Just yesterday, for instance, Bruce Blakeman, the Nassau County executive, a fellow Republican, was on the Cats at Night show saying that uh, because of Santos being exposed as a liar and a fraud, he's not going to work with him. I cannot deal with somebody who is an habitual liar. Yeah, yeah. And that's George Santos. And... How can I possibly have a conversation about transportation, the environment, public health, economic development, safety, or a constituent complaint with somebody who's not truthful? He'll work with all the other congressmen on federal issues and the senator, Chuck Schumer, but he's not going to work with George Santos. And I thought, to me, you can think what you want about George Santos, but that strikes me as incredibly unfair to the constituents of George Santos. Let's say a constituent of George Santos has a difficult time getting a Social Security check or has some issue that they need the federal bureaucracy to relate to. You're really not going to deal at all with the congressman's office from that district? You're going to go to Chuck Schumer and the other congressman? Strikes me as totally naive and, quite frankly, petty. The voters pick who their congressman is. You shouldn't be picking and choosing who you're working with. That stands in stark contrast, in my view, with the attitude expressed by Eric Adams, which was very mature. He's, a, he's the congressperson that represents parts of the city and even in the state. There are things we need uh, in the state and also there are things we're going to need. We're going to need votes on the federal level. So until it's determined that he no longer should serve, right now his name is congressman. And we are going to, we're not leaving any stone unturned on who we should be sent down with uh, to make sure New Yorkers get the resources that they need. I think Adam's attitude on this is absolutely right. As long as he's the congressman, all of the elected officials at every level of government in Queens and on Long Island should be working with him. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. 
One more hour to go until you can start the weekend. Well, Mayor Eric Adams has proposed a massive city budget of over $100 billion. And yesterday, the state controller, Tom DiNapoli, said, wait a minute, don't you think we should actually account for some of the money that we're spending to house all these migrants? And he essentially said publicly, DiNapoli did, that the mayor in his proposed budget is not including the billion dollars plus cost of the migrant crisis in his proposal. Now, I know the mayor is hoping for a lot of federal aid to deal with this crisis, but instead of answering the question as to why this is not in his budget proposal, attacked Tom DiNapoli, who's got to be the finest public servant that we have in this state. He said the following. I just want one letter, one tweet. Maybe y'all can find a tweet. Did you see one? (laughs) Right. Can you get him on the cell phone? On speakerphone and say, can you send us the letter that you sent to the federal government saying help New York City or, or, or send us a tweet or, or, or do an Instagram post with a sign. Do something. Do, I mean, we have. Can, can you believe it? We're the only ones that are saying federal government do your job. And then again, he's, the guy has to take everything so personally. The mayor also said if DiNapoli believes, quote, I'm not doing a good enough job, then I think he should be part of his team calling for the federal government to do their job. That is not what DiNapoli's saying at all. DiNapoli was just saying that uh, the that the proposed budget of $102.7 billion that the mayor is proposing doesn't reflect the anticipated recurring costs associated with the asylum seekers. That's all he's saying. And... To me, the mayor's response there is very telling. It shows you they have no answers. Very disappointing on Mayor Adams' part. And I'm glad that uh, Tom DiNapoli is doing what he's always doing and being an honest broker. Beam me up. To be continued.